Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I'm excited anytime I can be able to speak about Jesus Christ and the gospel of his kingdom. But I'm really excited that he shelved part two on an excellent spirit because I'm going to tie in. I didn't know until after Sunday morning. I'm going to tie in what you heard Sunday morning for tonight. Okay? God never intended for you to come into the kingdom to sit under a closed roof. Most Christians are closed-minded. They expect what's already been. Don't upset the apple cart. I don't know how many of you actually went deep into what that message was all about Sunday. How long has it been since you ripped the roof off of anything? And of course, I'm not talking about getting jackhammers and literally going up on a roof unless God asks you to do that. But how long has it been since you absolutely ripped the roof off of something by faith so that you could absolutely expose the unseen realm to what God really wants to do? Most Christians have never experienced anything that you just heard Sunday morning. Ripping the roof off? Are you kidding me? Most people don't live outside the box. Not many people in the kingdom push the envelope. Now, we know how to do it with our carnal nature. That's the old nature wrapped around the new nature. That's what carnality means. Okay? Carnal living is simply inside is is the presence of God, but outside you still know me as I used to be. That's not about ripping off the roof. So tonight, we're going to go a little bit deeper. Turn to somebody and say, we're going deeper. Mm -hmm. Because God not only wants you to be willing to rip off the roof, God is looking for believers in this hour who are risk takers. Let me put it this way. A long time ago when I was growing up, people stayed in the closet. Now everybody's come out of the closet. Everything's out there. Access to everything. And if you're a thinking person, you know what I'm talking about. But as the world has begun taking risk, I see the church collapsing, going into the cave. Not all phases of the church, but many Christians are just dwelling in the cave, hoping to God the rapture takes place. But what God wants us to do, God wants us to be risk takers. I'm not going to go back over that message Sunday morning because it was well delivered. But if I could connect Sunday to Wednesday, and that's something that I should do as a senior pastor, make sure that things are always connecting. Those men were willing to risk everything to get up on top of that roof and rip a hole in that roof and drop him down in there. No wonder most churches don't see much of the supernatural because we're not expecting much. 
and we're not doing a whole lot. And listen, the enemy isn't shook up at all about people coming together on Wednesday night, people coming together on Sunday. Man, he's watched that for centuries. What messes up the kingdom of darkness is when we, as T.D. Jakes, I've been listening to a message, when we start taking territory, that's when the enemy gets nervous. When you start taking back what he's stolen from you, now you're a risk taker. So tonight, the title of the message is Braveheart. I think that was a great movie. I certainly understand the framework of it. And I also know that those that are tantalized by the fabrics of religion will absolutely begin to slaughter even the title of a message named after Braveheart. But we don't have enough brave people in the body of Christ. Like, what did it cost you to get here tonight? And secondly, if this place was surrounded right now by those who do not love the gospel, do not love God, what would you do with that? Is there enough evidence within our lives tonight to where people would go, you know what? Those are dangerous individuals. Those are risk takers. Tonight, I want to present to you Jeremiah 29, 11 in a different fashion than maybe you've looked at it. And I want you to see tonight that it takes a brave heart to risk everything for Christ. And I'm actually letting you know that we're going to be doing some things that are very risky. I was dwelling on what was said sung Sunday morning, and the Spirit of the Lord spoke out of that song on oceans to my heart. I want you to hear this tonight. Do you remember the lyrics where it said, people in shallow water wonder? No wonder many ministries can't get filled up because people are shallow. They're shallow and so they begin to wander because you don't nibble enough with what they're looking for. You don't cause them to nibble. This isn't a shallow. The kingdom isn't shallow. The body of Christ shouldn't be shallow. You should be challenged every time you come into the house of the Lord. When you get around people who walk with God, you should be challenged. You should be challenged to new levels. Let me explain to you this way. Because of the schedule and everything, I had to do some jumping through the hoops. Anybody ever had to do that before? Jump through hoops? Come on now. You got to jump through hoops. And if you're not careful, it will take away your ability to be a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. I shouldn't be where I am tonight, but I just kept hitting that wall. I just kept with relentless effort saying, it doesn't matter what you thought. It doesn't matter what you said. I'm telling you what's going to take place. And it's going to happen. You've got to be a risk taker. So earlier today, I had Joshua in a setting where an individual said to him, when we coach you this year, it's not going to be like it would be if you were on a regular travel team. We're not even going to coach you so that you guys can win a game. We're going to coach you so that the scouts who come to watch you will consider you. And I saw his face get white. Because over in the Middle East, they said America is soft in the underbelly. Well, if our nation is soft, so is the church. Because the backbone of this nation for a long time was the church, the body of Christ. But while the world is coming out of the closets, come on church, the body of Christ is getting in the closet. I'm inviting you tonight 
to become a risk taker for Jesus Christ. Consider doing things you've never done before. But make sure it is always in alignment with God's word. So I'm going to take you to God's word because some of you, by nature, are risk takers. That's why we drank. That's why we party. That's why we would jump from this relationship to that relationship. That's why when people offered pills, it didn't matter what kind of pill it was. We just took it because it was within our nature to be a risk taker. So when I talk about being a risk taker, I'm talking about being a risk taker by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, I know, how many know that God knows and we don't? That's a great place to start. The Bible says that God knows plans. God has plans. And the plans that he has for you are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. When you think about that and to give you hope in the future, when you think about the reality of that verse, it will cause you to get up on the roof. It will cause you to be willing to take a risk. The devotionals that we've been sending out, if you've been a part of that devotional connection on email, has been from Bob Gass on, are you willing to take the mountain? Here's a risk taker. His name was Caleb. Years before he said it, God said this to him. I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this mountain. Time has passed. Caleb is now 85. If you're not careful, time will reduce your ability to risk. At 85 years of age, Caleb says, give me the mountain. He still had the inner fortitude. He still had the tenacity. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him, and he remembered what God had planned for him. Even though years had passed, he was ready to take the mountain. Let me break it down to you this way. Maybe Scott Hall will be listening to this later on. If Williston can win a state championship in baseball, why can't Chiefland? Well, it's going to take risk. It's going to take things that they aren't doing yet to get to that level. Well, if the girls' softball team, who will be honored here next Wednesday night, can go back-to-back, why can't they win it three years in a row? That's, ready, because I'm sure some of you remember the movie, that's risky business. That takes a lot of fortitude to say, here's where we're going. We're going to be going out a lot deeper than where you've been. The water that you've been in has been shallow. (coughs) That's why you're wandering. But when you get your feet down to where you can't touch the bottom, now you're ready to start trusting. Come on, church. Takes a brave heart to risk everything for Christ. I want to begin with this quote, and then we're going to go through some scriptures. In order to succeed, your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure. Thank you, Bill Cosby. See, that's risky business for me to give you a scripture, and then I bring in someone who's very familiar to you and bring in that. That just absolutely terrorizes a religious person. How dare you use God's word and then you make that kind of a quote? Well, he was created in God's image too. Come on, church. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. What does that mean? That means you should be planting now for the season of harvest later. 
And that's risky because we live in a culture that says it's all about microwave. Pop it in, pop it out, there it is. That self-gratification takes away the ability to risk. It is important tonight that we begin to see in this house, in this area, that we're going to begin calling back that which belongs to God. You've heard it several times in the last six months. And I said it to my son as we were running into Newberry and as we were coming out of Newberry. I said, Newberry still looks like it did when we came here in 1988. And there are people who absolutely have become sedated by the culture in which they live in. Are you sedated in the kingdom tonight? Pastor, I'm tired. Whoa, folks. I'm 61, I was in the gym at 5.30, and I haven't stopped since 5.30. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. That's unacceptable to me. I've not been sitting in some little office waiting for tonight. I've been on the front line, understanding now through the ministry of T.D. Jakes, the reason there's so much warfare at the academy is because we're trying to take back territory that the enemy has claimed. Keep going to sleep and watch him claim your children. When are you going to be willing to risk everything for your children? When are you willing to go out where you need to go, out into the deep, and say, I'm going to cast my bread so far out there, there's no way the enemy can trouble the waters. There's no way that he can interfere in the lives of my children, in the lives of these young people. God's looking for brave-hearted believers. A quote from Braveheart, it said this, every man dies, but not every man really lives. That's a great quote. Here, let me put it this way. Every woman dies, but not every woman lives. I want you to live tonight. I'm here tonight to strengthen you, to encourage you, to exhort you, to motivate you, to be brave in the kingdom and be willing to take risks. Now listen, if you've never stretched the line across your swimming pool and walked across the pool on that line, please don't go to, to Tallulah Falls Gorge and do what Walenda did. You're not ready for that. So when I invite you by the Holy Spirit tonight to begin risking, I'm inviting you to take small risks, spiritually speaking, and see what God does with a heart that is all out for Him and all in for Him. It's a quiet auditorium tonight. In Ecclesiastes chapter 11, because the Spirit of the Lord is so powerful in here tonight, as He is every time we gather. The enemy is trying to put this community to sleep. To sleep. Sound asleep. And what I'm doing tonight is I'm stirring you. If it's agitating you, that's because you're coming out of a sleep. I'm tired of hearing about these Bible stories, but I don't see them implemented in our culture today. God's Word's not outdated. We just haven't caught up to where the Spirit of the Lord is. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, He that observes the wind shall not sow, and he that regards the clouds shall not reap. What does that mean? It's those individuals who say, but the time's not right. My season hasn't come. You're in the right season. The Spirit of the Lord dwells within you. 
You can't wait for everything just to be right, just to be perfect. When the Spirit of the Lord says, this is your mountain, this is your moment, this is your opportunity, you've got to step through. Dennis Waitley put it this way, life is inherently risky. There's only one big risk you should avoid at all costs, and that's the risk of doing nothing. God didn't call you to just come and sit in here. Every one of you that are here tonight, you have gifts and talents. If you'll stay here long enough, we'll help unfold some of those gifts and talents so that you can use what God's given to you for His kingdom, for His glory. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 10 verse 39 says, He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life, for my sake, that's risky business. Man, I'm all about protecting my life. I'm all about... Illustration. After I got off work this evening, before I went over to Newberry, I took Joshua to the cage. See, that's why I don't have any time for people to go, man, I'm wiped out. You're wiped out because you're living in the flesh. You're not letting the Spirit of God absolutely put you where you ought to be. So Joshua and I are in the cage this afternoon before we go to Newberry. And all of a sudden, we hear this, and the horn just going off. I said, Joshua, that was an accident. It just took place at the four-way stop where we just came through. And then I looked to him, and I said, son, now listen to me, son. I said, you're living in the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of God dwells within you, but if you don't cover yourself every day with the precious blood of the Lamb, anything could happen to you. It's so risky out here. The only way that you will risk for the kingdom of Jesus Christ is to be covered by the blood. Every day, every person in this house ought to thank God for the blood and that your life is covered by the blood and not just think about it, but speak it out loud. I'm covered by the blood. I'm covered in my going out and I'm covered in my coming in I've got the blood of the lamb all over my life all over my family all over my children all over my future all over this house the blood will never lose its power church God risked too much for us not to risk God risked everything by putting himself in human form as a baby letting a teenager coddle and Cuddle the baby. The baby's name was Jesus. Jesus was the God-man. He put his nature in the hands of a girl who had never had a baby before. That's risky. Come on, church. Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. God is going to raise up brave-hearted believers, not only in this ministry, throughout the body of Christ. Well, let me put it this way. My wife was running through a bunch of things that I use as, well, let me put it this way. I said, okay, I understand you listen. If ISIS, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, he's way out there. If ISIS can make such an impression on the nations and upon this culture and upon young people, where's the church in inviting, saying, come, let's go, let's run to the battle? Hmm. The church has become a show instead of soldiers fit for battle. I'm not talking about taking up arms, ladies and gentlemen. 
God's given us a better covenant. That was the old covenant. But where is the challenge to the church, to the body of Christ? Why are there not more who are responding like young people and adults are responding to the call of ISIS? Why isn't the church having that same type of effect? You know why? Because it's not risky enough. Good preaching, brother. Jimmy Carter put it this way from Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Well, we're just going to stay here and wait for them to come in. No, let's go get them. Let's go reach them. Let's go rescue them. Let's compel them. Let's call them. Let's nurture them. Let's walk with them. Let's love on them. Let's forgive them. Let's pray for them. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a brave-hearted believer. Amen. I like what Donald Trump said. See, that's what kind of bothers me about him. He just puts out quotes from anybody. Well, it's better than to listen to you run your mouth. That's going to go to podcast. At least it's got some substance to it. It's too late in my life just to be listening to people yak, 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 running that mouth. I want to know something that's got some substance to it that will challenge me to come out of where I've been and who I have been and take me to where I have to go. By the way, you have to go too. Eventually, all the way, you've got to go. Donald Trump put it this way. If you're going to be thinking anything, you might as well think big. God is going to fill this house and every other ministry that will have brave-hearted believers, people who are willing to take the risk. And we can't plateau right now, church. We've seen God do some incredible things, but now we're kind of like resting on our laurels right now. And it's time for this group of believers and those who are here on Sundays, it's time for us to rescue the perishing. It's time for us to risk things we've never risked before. It's time for us to launch out into the deep. It's time for us to see Jesus walking on the water and to call to him and to ask him, can I come to you? If Peter could, why can't we? If you're going to think about anything, you might as well think big. God's got big plans for what he wants to do in this tri-county area. I've been telling you about counseling that God wants to do and rehab programs that God wants to set in where it's free for people. The Lord planted this verse in my heart many years ago. Freely you have received, freely give. The church doesn't need to charge everybody everything. How would you like for God to charge you? Hey, I'm about to pray in the Spirit. How much money are we going to make? Well, how many sacrifices have you made? I'm about to preach tonight. It's not about how much we can gather. It's how much we can give. That's the call of the ministry. Listen, before you check your wallet, why don't you check his? The Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. His name is Jehovah Jireh. There isn't anything that God can't do for his kingdom. Notice how I said that? 
God will do anything for his kingdom. For his kingdom and for the glory of the king. Because ultimately what the father wants is this, that his son is recognized. That's why so many in the nation do not want you to pray and close your prayer in Jesus' name. Because there is no other name. That's risky. But brave-hearted people stand up in the storms. Every one of us know individuals tonight that absolutely need us. There's a name of an individual who is a part of this ministry that hasn't been here for a while that God has been speaking to my heart. Start texting them. They are in trouble. Have I sent the text yet? No. Am I going to? Yes. When? Tonight. I promise you, you're sitting here tonight and there are people that God's bringing up (coughs) in your mind and in your heart that you need to be thinking about, praying about, and what can I saturate them with so that they once again return to the Father's heart, return to the Father's love. How can I pull in the net? Because the net's going to be full. Especially if we do what he said, cast it on the other side. Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 and verse 29. By the way, we're coming down the stretch already. I'm looking for people who are willing to risk all. Risk everything. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Remember, I was using a little bit ago. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You can stay with everybody in the boat or you can recognize Jesus and you can go to him. What is it going to be? Hanging with people that you've already hung with will not create what you're looking for. There's a destiny inside every one of you. I'm trying to motivate you. I'm trying to stir you. I'm trying to encourage you. I'm trying to build you up tonight so that you will absolutely hear his voice and it doesn't matter what the rest of the church is doing or other people are doing. I heard his voice. He said, come, I'm on my way. That's what God is looking for. That's a good place to give God praise. And I want this to be a loud, vocal ministry. I want you to hoop and holler. I mean, you do about other things. Why are you so quiet about God? Why are we so quiet about God? But man, we'll just chatter, 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 and all that stuff out there. But boy, let, the, let God's presence show up, and we just sit there like, I don't know what to do about this. Well, if it was something you were used to, you'd respond with a shout. You'd respond with a, oh, yeah, look at God, oh, yeah. There should be some holy Shabbats coming in this place real soon. Oprah and Winfrey said, oh, no, he's using another. Oh, my gosh, I just, I just don't know. I mean, at least he could use names from the cloth. He could, I don't understand. Territorial, a religious spirit is very territorial. And it wants its way. It wants its way. And you know what? We're taking back what religious spirits have held over this area. Had a call the other day from uh, 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 one of the men in another ministry. He said, "Uh, Pastor, what can we do to start getting men to come together? I said, it's going to be risky. Are you willing? Are you willing? 
It's going to be risky. Here's what she said. Do the one thing you think you cannot do. Fail at it. See, that's, that's beautiful. All of you who are parents, you don't want to see your kids fail. Let them fail. I don't mean academically. Let them have those short, small moments where things don't go their way. It's okay. And don't burp them back into consciousness. And don't, you know, oh, baby, it's going to be all right. Come on, you can have some more ideas. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. And I see growing men the same way. I'm going, get your hands out of there. Grow up. But it's so risky if I'm not up with mommy. Get off of it. Mm. Try again. Do better the second time. The only people who never tumble are those who never mount the high wire. This is your moment. Own it. (laughs) Don't stay there too long, folks. Own the opportunity to risk. Own the opportunity. Just say, God, what is it that you want as we move through the first six months? I know there's more. God, show me what it is, and I'll be willing. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't know if I can do it, but God, what is it? Show me. In Luke chapter 5, verse 4, listen to what God's word says. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. You got to do two things. By the way, we're going to be done before they are tonight. Not only does God want you to launch out, but then he wants you to do something with that which he's given to you. For Peter, it was a net. Every one of you are gifted. Every one of you have talents and abilities that God wants to use. Not only does he want you to launch out where you've never been before, but then he wants you to cast. Sunday night when I speak to the uh, seniors at Chiefland High School, I'm going to talk about casting their vision. And you guys can pray for me because I'm going to use five things that former President Ronald Reagan said that needed to remain in this nation. And as I look at those five things, I'm going, "Uh uh-oh. So be praying. Because I understand the political ramifications in this wonderful culture in which we live in. People are being sedated, not just by drugs and not just by alcohol, which is a drug. I'm looking at Christians and they are sedated. They seep in. Not even on the bosom anymore. I'll put it that way. Mark Twain. Oh, no. Not another one. Oh, no. Mark Twain said 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the ball lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails. Some of you have been in the harbor too long. And you just nudged someone and said, man, I didn't come here on Wednesday night to hear this. I'm telling you to get out of the harbor. I'm telling you to get out into the deep. I'm inviting you to look at that roof and go, that has got to open up. I'm asking you to consider praying for the sick, laying hands on the sick. I'm asking you to consider casting out devils in Jesus' name. I don't believe in that. Why don't you just come to school with me? I'll help you out real quick. I look at it every day. 
Kids that are demonized. Kids that are under the influence of satanic powers. And the church, and where is the church? One time when Jesus finished casting out and cleaning up some things in a person's life, he said, now you have witnessed the coming of the kingdom. So if we believe God's kingdom is with us, we ought to be doing what Jesus did. Jesus was a risk taker. We are to be risk takers in the kingdom. Not what can I do and get away with this. That is not this message. This message is about God creating in us brave hearts. Hearts that will absolutely accept the challenge. And defer all of the things that we've held on to and go, I'm launching out into the deep. And you're thinking, man, pastor, we came on a Wednesday night. Isn't that good enough? No. Not at all. And Joshua was saying to me this afternoon, he said, man, dad, I I, I don't know. I said, of course you don't. You never know until you launch out, until you step out, you don't know. You don't stay on the balcony of life because you don't know. The only one that knows is God. We're at church. Come on, help me tonight. Pastor Wilcox, thank you, Lord. Just preach your way through. Preach your way out. Let me finish that illustration. What was he talking about? He said, you want me to do this, and then you want to go to Newberry, and then I got to go to church, and I still have five uh, um, screen things to put together on a PowerPoint? I said, stop your whining. I said, now you're starting to live a little bit higher. He said, now I got to come home from church tonight, and I got to put that together. I said, now you're starting to see what life's all about. Parents, parents, raise those children to become young men and young women who are absolutely able to shoulder things. Put it on them. God made them to be able to do it. They'll do it if they've seen you model it. I walked over to him, and of course, he's much taller than I am and a lot bigger. And I said, now you can start walking in big shoes. And he kind of went, said, see, God has big shoes for every one of you in this house. Listen, I'm for you, not against you. God's got big shoes for you. But man, gosh, Dennis, pastor, whatever you are, you, you scare me. No, that's the flesh scaring you. The Spirit of God is here tonight saying that He will provide. He will put in place everything that you need. There are things that God wants people to do and accomplish in their lifetime. And I'm challenging you, stop hiding behind the curtain. Rise up and get on it and make it happen and develop that brave heart. And if that means the roof has to be ripped off, rip it off, whatever it takes. Closing verse. So I wanted to seal this and bring it together. Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you tonight. I'm trusting you that you're going to help me to fulfill this message in my own life. Risk takers will rip off the roof. That's the only kind of people that can go up on that roof. I'm tying Sunday to Wednesday so that you can get that synchronized in your heart. You don't come in, you don't come in here to hear a message. You come in here to receive the word of life. The word of life. And the word of life tonight is this. God has called you to be a brave-hearted believer. God's called you to take risk in the kingdom. He doesn't mean this. I'm going to, ooh, that's $110. I only got $75, but I think I can get it covered in two days. No, 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 no. That's not the kind of risk I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about when you know who you are and you know your potential and even you don't know all that's on the inside, you're willing to take the next step so that God can show you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is greatness on the inside of every person in this room and I cannot stand as a senior pastor to see you not bringing your very best. You are more than conquerors. God has called you into greatness. And this region must shift in Jesus' name. This region must shift in Jesus' name. This region must shift in Jesus' name. I speak to all the principalities and all the powers and all the rulers in dark places that they must come down. They must give up this territory. This belongs to the King. This belongs to Jesus Christ. And we stand in agreement that greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world and we are going to see the body of Christ come together in this tri-county area in Jesus' name. We declare war on darkness. We cover darkness with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I thank you tonight, Father God, that as David was able to run to the battle, there's going to be some adults in this place tonight that are going to absolutely disregard what Saul said and they're going to run to the battle with the weapons that you've given to them for our weapons are mighty in Christ for the pulling down of strongholds. In Jesus' name. with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. Oh boy, here's the same old, same old. Sorry, my friend. You're mistaken. As I was praying in the Spirit, and I love the Holy Spirit, I actually thought it was going to come up in volume tonight. But He quieted me, and He invited me into the chambers and to pray in the Spirit. And I'm going to give you the interpretation off of what I prayed just a few moments ago when we were quiet. I'm going to give you the interpretation of that prayer language. Any gift that I have, God would make available to you. There isn't anything special in this vessel. It is clay redeemed by the blood, the law being stripped of its power over my life, sin vacated the premise cleaned and redemption established and crowned with his blood that's for you and that's for me that's part of the interpretation and here's the other piece many of you are standing on the threshold many of you have stepped over the threshold many of you are pondering if it should be to turn around and go back over the threshold But you know tonight that the greater one dwells within you. 
You know tonight that I have made you more than a conqueror. You know tonight that I will go before you and make the straight way that you need. I will take those crooked places and make them straight. I will lead you and guide you and direct you. Your course is not complete. Your race is not finished. Trust in me, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.